Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Charlotte, North Carolina is Mike Lifshots. Mike is the founder and CEO of Hatch Compliance. And today we're going to be talking about retaining staff. First, Mike, thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Adam. Very happy to have you. This is an enormous problem throughout healthcare. Um, staff turnover is very high these days. Is it just that there seems to be better pay elsewhere, or are there other factors that are driving it? You know, it's interesting you ask that. I've seen that pay is not usually the reason why people leave, but it does tend to be a contributing factor. Usually the top reasons that people leave, though, have to do with work-life balance, room for advancement, maybe dissatisfaction with leadership or management, wanting more challenge or, um, or more recognition and appreciation. Those are tending to be higher on the list of why people leave than just compensation. I, and I got to say that resonates personally with me. Years ago, I did a, a, an exercise with somebody who basically figures out what you work for, what motivates you. And frankly, for me, it found out it was appreciation. I, I, mm -hmm. I work to earn that appreciation. It's not money. And, and he actually said it's very rare that somebody works for money only as their prime motivator. Um, they're usually they're looking for other things at work. So, you know, as we've established, pay isn't the only reason people stay or leave a job. You know, culture can be tremendously important. And you talked about it with things like, you know, attitudes of leadership and stuff. What aspects of culture are more likely to push people out the door? You know what, first and foremost, respect. Oftentimes we see that gets missed by leadership and management because they're so focused on a task, but really, you know, understanding a cl the clear mission and vision of your company and working towards that is really what keeps people engaged and, and keeps people from leaving. You know, um, I think this kind of really tends to connect with the question of how do you get people to stay, right? And they're really connected. And so if you don't mind, I think if we were to kind of switch that on its head and talk on the positive side about how to get your staff to stay, if that's all right with you. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Actually, it was going to be my next question anyway. So go ahead. Oh, look at that. So I would say, you know, first and foremost, respect, right? But how do you show respect to your, your staff and your team? And I think it really starts during the hiring process. You know, setting clear expectations during the hiring process as to what you're expecting from the candidate and the potential employee and what they should expect from you. It's really important if you want to, to keep somebody for a long time is that they understand your values and expectations. That's that I would say is the is the top thing. And it would seem, by the way, that that would be obvious, but in practice, it, it's not, um, you know, that people often find that they don't know sort of where they stand and they don't know what the organization actually wants out of them other than beyond specific tasks. Are there suggestions you have on how you can make those things clearer? Yeah, absolutely. So I think first thing is regular communication. You know, once you have somebody onboarded 
And of course, before you, during that onboarding process, you want to take the time to really understand the person during their onboarding process and recognize whether or not they're a cultural fit for your organization. You want to be looking for red flags the whole way during their onboarding process. Because what's going to happen is if somebody is not a fit, you can't train them to be a fit. And that's top, you know, understanding if, they, if they're a fit for your organization. And it does seem, it does seem very obvious, but frankly, we're all busy. So, are, you know, human resource people are busy, leadership management is busy, and a lot of times they don't think about these things. So, you know, I would say first, definitely, you know, be clear on your expectations. Also communicate on a regular basis with your employees. Um, you know, I had a conversation at an event recently with the CEO who was saying, trying to do an exit interview with a staff member. And she said that the guy refused to give her any information during the exit interview and, and didn't really want to, to communicate. And her fear was that this guy just didn't want to get a bad recommendation or a bad review, you know, for for a future position. Mm -hmm. And my question to her was, how long was he there? And the guy had been there about a year. And I asked her how long or how often she spoke with this employee just on a regular basis. How long, how often do you communicate with him? And she just kind of looked at the ground and she says, I've never had a conversation with him. Well, you can't expect your staff to trust you, to communicate with you, to be valuable to you and your organization if you're not showing them that they're valuable. And the way you do that is by communicating regularly. And, so, and, and by the way, that's a, a good point and also in a good way, a cheap one. I mean, people tend to focus on, oh, this is going to cost money, that's going to cost money. But taking the time to just talk with people and let them feel heard doesn't cost anything. And in fact, it, it has a wealth of benefits, including the fact that they'll feel more comfortable raising issues and potentially avoiding compliance violations. For sure. What it also does is it makes them, it makes you aware of the personality of this person. Because sometimes when people act out of their usual personality, there's something else going on. And if you don't know them and they're acting out of the way that they usually would, sometimes people will fire them for that. And, you know, maybe they're, they're misbehaving or not listening or not showing up with the same intensity. But if you really had a relationship with the person, you may find out that they've got problems at home. They've got problems in other areas of their life and they're really able to be a good employee, but they're distracted with some personal things and a little bit of love and empathy to these people can really go a long way in building a very loyal employee rather than someone that you're just flipping and turning over. And it's obviously much better to have somebody who's loyal, cares about the organization, is willing to stay around longer than someone who isn't. Are, are there any other things that healthcare employers should be doing to help retain their workforce? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, everybody needs to have a safe space that they can commute, a safe person they can communicate with in the organization without any worry of retaliation. You know, that is so important. I work in behavioral health. I see situations all the time with therapists 
dealing with issues that they may want to communicate with a supervisor and they have to worry oftentimes about retaliation, even though it's not ethical and not something that any of us do in the compliance world, but we all know it happens and we need to really have the safe space. The other thing that I think is really important is regularly surveying your staff. Again, you can't just regularly survey them if you're not communicating with them in other ways because you're going to get garbage answers if you get anything. But regular surveys with an anonymous option that are surveying on regular things like, you know, what's your, you, you can do a monthly survey on management or a survey on leadership on teamwork, on environment, on workplace safety and culture. Having different kinds of surveys is really helpful. Again, the anonymous option will get more people to speak up. You also wanna do a couple other things like share the feedback, the overall feedback on these surveys with your team. Because what happens is when you share that feedback with them, they know you're listening, they know you're looking at the information that's also really important. And most important is act on the data that you're getting, right? If you're just collecting surveys from people and they never hear anything about the surveys you collected or what you talked about or what you did, then they just feel that it goes on deaf ears and you're gonna see fewer and fewer responses. Um, you know, I always give the example I don't know if you've ever watched the show Ted Lasso, Adam. Have you ever seen uh, that? I, I think that show is uh, one nonstop lesson in leadership, compliance, and ethics after another. Absolutely. I love that show. And if you remember, I think it was the first episode, they came out with the suggestion box. And everybody's suggestion was just calling him names and, and giving him a hard time, except one person made a comment about the showers. And he fixed the showers the next day. And once they noticed that and they realized that they can trust him and leadership and management, it opened up doors for communication. And, and that's just a real lesson in compliance, really, or leadership in general, which is if you're going to ask for somebody's feedback, do something with it. And that's really important. Even if somebody calls the helpline to complain about an employee's taking up two spaces in the parking lot. It's not a compliance responsibility, but make sure that somebody responds to it so that people can see that things get done when you reach out. And, you know, just it speaks to in general, we all want to be heard. You know, even the mm -hmm. quiet person who doesn't say anything wants to be heard and recognized, you know, for who they are. And the more we can do that, the more we can encourage people to raise issues uh, when they see the big scary ones that could potentially be problems. For well, sure. Mike, th thank you for sharing these insights with us today. Uh, this is uh, an enormous issue in healthcare with so much churn in employees these days. Uh, I wanna thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <laughs>